Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. My name is Promise, and you're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. We're so glad you could join us, but before we get into the Word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, I just thank you for today. Just thank you for giving us the opportunity to come before you, Lord, and just understand what you have for us, Lord, and hear your word personally, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for blessing us abundantly, Lord, and not leaving us inside of a miserable state, Lord. Mm-hmm. In the name of Jesus, amen. Jesus, amen. Almighty, amen. amen. Thank God for us not being miserable. Hallelujah. We have joy. Glory to God. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you and welcome to uh, the study of the word. Amen. Glad you could join us and glad you can have fun along with us. So this morning we are continuing our discussion in Acts chapter 24, verses 22 through 27. So if you're just joining us or need slash want to refresh on that section of scripture, I just want to encourage you to take the time and opportunity, pause the episode now, and read through, just to make things easier to follow along in the discussion. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. And at this time, we are opening the floor to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you, and to ask any questions that you have. So who would like to begin? Well, Charles, I see you pulling. <laughs> Get your I'm here, sir. Go ahead. Um, one thing, I know we have been talking offline about discussing Felix, so I felt I had to get the first swing in on this one. <laughs> okay. All right. Please okay. do, sir. And what the Lord was showing me was that, and we see in the last verse where um, it says that he wanted to do the Jews a favor, and Layla, you had touched upon this in the last uh, devotional. But what the Lord was showing me was that he had already accounted for this. This wasn't something thrown up suddenly that the Lord had to suddenly um, restructure his plan. I was saying, okay, Felix is going to do this. Oh, no, Felix didn't do that. And he had to go run and rush forward. But I, the Lord showed me that this was already inside the plan for Paul's life. He did not want Paul to get out now. He didn't mm-hmm. want him to be released because he still had to go to Rome. And what mm-hmm. the Lord was showing me was that most times in our own lives, we think that somebody is out of the will of God unless they're doing us a favor or showing us favoritism in some other way. We feel like they're not doing what the Lord told them to do. Mm -hmm. But what the Lord is showing is that we have to understand the Lord's will in its entirety and be able to see it in everything, meaning that we shouldn't just, um, as I said in the last devotional, shouldn't just be looking for it when um, someone's blessing us or giving us something we want, but the Lord's will occurs at all times not just like a mm-hmm. few times in our lives. Mm-hmm. There's a famous scripture that we, we love to quote, quote from Romans, all things work. Hmm. What is it? What is Together it for the good of those who are, who love, who God love God and who are called according Amen. to his purpose. So we love to say that when we're trying to comfort ourselves that things aren't going the way we expect, but that's, that's not what that scripture is for. The scripture is to let us know that God is in control and mm-hmm. he is working his good plan and our purpose and his, I'm sorry, his good plan for his purpose. And our comfort is in the, the confidence that he is working it out. He's already looked at it. He's already planned. He's not scrambling. And what God does is he gives everybody an opportunity to make the right choices. 
He gives everybody the opportunity to do what's right, to be um, on his side, if you will, and to participate with him. But he already knows the decisions that we're going to make. So God is able to balance both sides of the spectrum to know, to give us free will, to know what we're going to choose and still have a plan in place for the choice that he knows that we will ultimately make. So he's not thrown off or distracted or um, disheartened when we do exactly what we know, what he knows we're going to do, but he still doesn't remove the opportunity from us to do right. So um, man and woman in the garden, for example, he knew they were going to eat that fruit. The tree, the very tree that he told them not to eat of, God absolutely knew that they were going to eat of it, which is why Jesus was already termed the lamb slain before the foundation of the world, not the lamb slain since the Garden of Eden. He was the lamb slain before the world was even founded, even put back on its hinges. The Lord had already planned the perfect time that Christ would come in the flesh and um, live and walk in this earth as a man, make all the decisions and then die for our sins and be raised again from the dead. God had already planned that out because he knew. So while he knew they wouldn't make the right choice, he still gave them a chance to do so. He still hoped they would. He wanted them to. He encouraged them. He prepared them, right? He gave them everything they needed to make the right choice, but they didn't. And God didn't fall off the throne because of that. He was like, plan's already in progress. Carry on. I'm going to walk with you through this. Um, yes, LaCharles. And as you were saying, Mommy, most times in our lives, we tend to think of those as contrary um, statements that the Lord already knows what we are going to do and plans for, but he gives us free choice. We feel like if he's doing one, he can't be doing the other. Um I knew that for a while I used to say, if the Lord already knows what I'm going to do, Lord, just control me. Then I won't do anything wrong. But that's not <laughs> that's not what the Lord wants or desires Amen. for us. And what that statement truly means is that he gave an example. But in this example, um, he says, if I play a game, I may like chess, for example, I may hope promise makes a certain move that will lead me to victory. But I don't take away his decision or choice to make the move. Mm -hmm. He makes it willingly. The same is true in our own lives. He has the expectancy and a desire for us to move certain pieces and already knows where we're going to move. Like in chess, you can tend to strategize what the person's going to move. So the Lord has already strategized and knows what we're going to move, but he still wants us to move the correct piece at the correct time. Yes. He doesn't want us to lose or fall victim. He's like the coach, the referee at the side of a chess table. He understands what you should be doing, but he doesn't say you're going to do this or that. He gives you the option. Mm -hmm. He doesn't force us. He doesn't remove our, our free will because that's his plan. Go exactly. ahead, sweetheart. He will lead us and tell us or guide us right through mm -hmm. Holy Spirit mm -hmm. what the correct move is that we should make. Yes? Mm -hmm. yes? Yes. We still have to, as you were saying, sir, be a witting and willing participant to make that move, the Lord's desired move for his desired outcome and effect. Amen. I mean, but there's another thing here, right? Because he... There's two sides of this coin, as it were, right? Okay. There's Paul and what he's going through here. And this went on for a certain amount of time, but as we were saying and we're discussing offline, there was also Felix. Now, Felix clearly was looking for a bribe. That makes that very, very plain. states that plainly. Mm -hmm. So wait, do mm -hmm. you not think that that wasn't known to Paul what he was looking for? Well, Paul had the Holy Spirit, so I, I, I reckon it was. Absolutely. Um, and, well, it is 
it was Luke that was writing Acts, right? <laughs> so, so not just Paul knew about it, but others knew, right? So all of Paul's friends, which it says it very plain, like, right? He was looking to see if his friends would give him, you know, uh, essentially money. Ultimately, it would have come through Paul, right? But there's this there's a scripture that Jesus said. He who seeks to save his life will what? Lose it. Okay. But he who loses his life for my sake mm-hmm. will find it. Amen. So let's let's understand that in full because Paul has this opportunity here to quote unquote save his own life. For two years, this option, if you will, mm-hmm. by natural means and right for all natural purposes and intents, you could say this in his face if you pay this bribe you can go free paul had to override overcome that paul had to say no i Mm -hmm. I will not pay a bribe for two solid years he did not pay a bribe to save his own life because he trusted in the lord chose to trust to i'll say it this way chose to submit his will to uh, you know eradicate self-will to do the lord's will and trusted the lord with his plan and his purposes he knew he was to go to Rome. He didn't know. Well, it doesn't state. He knew exactly what was going to happen in Rome, as far as who he was going to speak to and minister to, and all. I mean, he didn't didn't know exactly who he was going to speak to and minister to here. Mm-hmm. But the Lord kept providing, as He does, all these opportunities mm-hmm. for him to preach and teach the gospel. And what did He teach about? Righteousness, self control. And judgment. But so all the things that we are teaching and preaching today still. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. This is this is righteousness. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. This is it. This is what it looks like. This is what it um how you apply it to your daily life. Paul's preaching and teaching those things and also saying, Hey, there is a judgment that's coming. There is a righteous judge who's going to judge righteously. And you can have a relationship with him, and things will go well. Mm-hmm. But if you're on the wrong side of that relationship, as in you're in opposition to the Lord, right? And and Jesus, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, is the righteous judge. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have a relationship with him, then you can't get to the Father, which means you're on the wrong side of it. You're in opposition. You're at war with. Things don't go so well then. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, but then he's teaching about self-control while at the same time demonstrating self-control by not exercising the option to pay a bribe to remove himself from the situation to, quote-unquote, save his own life, mm-hmm. right? But it would also place him outside, because it would place him outside of the will of the Lord. Amen. And then would it really save his own life? No. no. Why? No. The adversary would be on him like wild on rice. The protection, like and, what and we how? have, would have been removed. The, yes, but but how would the adversary have been on him? Those, those same hungry people who didn't eat <laughs> until I they killed him. They, they were circling around outside. Okay, yes, there's a whole horde of people that now have been waiting for two years to kill they, Paul or to see Paul for dead. two years. No, I'm just joking. No, clearly but, not. Right? But still, they would have remembered that vow very quickly. Or, or others would have. Or, or right, people are still upset. You think that mm-hmm. went away after two years when there's been lots of discussions? 
No. I'm waiting for other testimony. And um, this this case has just played out for, well, now two years. But mm-hmm. there's there's the other aspect, right? Cause, so that's Paul. Now let's go back to Felix, which has been brought up. Felix has been given two years by the Lord, listening to Paul for him to make a choice. And not that I don't mean the choice to let Paul go, but I mean the choice to commit to the Lord, to mm-hmm. enter into that relationship. Mm-hmm. But Felix, unfortunately, like so many up to this point, have said, no, 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 let's, let's pause that for now. Let's, I'll come back when it's more convenient, when I have a, a better time. Mm-hmm. Instead of just, Hey, today is the day of your salvation. Choose to follow the Lord now and today. Mm-hmm. So, so understanding that. And wait, this should sound familiar. Mm-hmm. How about King Herod with John the Baptist? Is, is this not a similar situation? He, King Herod used to listen to John the Baptist daily for years up until, wait, wait, also in a similar manner. He wanted to please... Um, well, I'll say his wife's daughter, which wasn't his wife, right? Because I Mm. wanted to be pleasing to her and to the crowd, as opposed to just doing what was right and righteous to do. Mm -hmm. So, so understand this in full, even though, and I say it this way, because it's easy for us to, to make up in our mind, oh, well, again, as we were talking in the previous podcast, it's just a little choice. I'm just delaying it slightly. I'll come around eventually. But no, look, it looks the same everywhere, every time, among every race, ethnicity, culture, creed. People either were for the Lord or were choosing to be in opposition to him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Layla, you had something you wanted to share. Oh, I think Promise oh. had something oh. first. Oh. Go ahead. Well, go ahead. Yes, and has Lechow said when he was talking about um, Felix, how God wanted Paul to be, still be in prison, um, we also have to realize that Paul, not Paul, God wasn't being malicious to Paul and saying mm-hmm. that in order to do all these things and that he had to stay in prison for a malicious intent, but it was a part of God's will. As you can see inside Paul's situation, he got um, well treatment and mm-hmm. how even when it seems like um, the devil or other people may say that God's doing something for malicious intent, but you can always see that the Lord's hand is always there and that there's always something good there. Amen. God is a good God. He has no, he's not a villain. There's no malice in him because malice denotes hatred. There's no hatred in God. Hatred is in the devil. God is love. That's right. God is love. And there's no darkness or shadow of turning in him. Uh, Go ahead, promise. And as Dallas talking about um, how if we're trying to please the world, then we won't be able to be with God. And the Lord brought me to James 4, um, verse 4 through 5, I believe. And it says, Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Mm -hmm. Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously? And as we can see here, whenever we try to... um, become one with the world or try to contain the same passions or have the same pleasures, you can see that whatever, whenever we try to look at those, then 
all our choices will be against the Lord. And the Lord, I couldn't find the scripture, but it says that the spirit lusts, that the spirit lusts against the flesh and the flesh against the spirit. Mm-hmm. And you can see inside of Galatians how it talks about the works of the flesh and the spirit and how those are two different things. And if you don't have one, then you're going to be doing the other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Layla. Dad, you had mentioned about Felix and dismissing Paul and looking for a more convenient time. The Lord had asked me, he's like, could you imagine if Jesus had said, I'm going to come to the cross. I'm going to walk out as a sinless man in my own time. I'll do it when it's more convenient for me. And I, I thought it was interesting. I was like, Lord, why would you ask me such a question? And he's like, well, that's what my children are doing to me. I'll do your will when it suits me. I'll take my sweet time. Ouch, Layla. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go ahead. I'll take my sweet time doing what you asked me to, God, because you need me to be God. I I got this. My timetable is just as good as yours, isn't it? We've got the same hourglass, and no, we don't. Um, And so I was just thinking, I said, wow, okay. And that's something that we need to be watchful of because the adversary loves to loves that the trick you've got time you've got time you don't have to do it you don't have to do it now mm-hmm. you do have to do it now and you need to do it now because there may not be a later you're planning on a later and a second chance and there may not be one mm-hmm. that's what he said to the foolish man that had the barns right right your soul is required of you tonight mm-hmm. but let's get down to the core of what that is it's an excuse. Ah, yes. So why is it that many are so willing to give excuses, but at the same time don't want to receive excuses from others? They, they expect people to just accept their excuse, their reasoning, their rationale for providing the excuse, but many are also unwilling to receive that same treatment from others. So indignant and outraged. Who they have no right to make any... Not self-control. He that knows what's right to do it and does not... To him it is sin. Okay. Amen. So, So understanding the standard that the Lord set, and he said, first, if anyone is willing to do my... So there's gotta be a willingness, which... It can't be willing unless the heart is right and in place. The Charles, you had something to share, sir. Oh, yes, Dad. And as you were saying that we have to have a willing heart, that we can see the same is true for Paul. He didn't go in there grudgingly saying, Lord, okay, Lord, as soon as my options get a bit better, I'm going to I'm gonna be doing my own will, Lord. This just looks like the best one. He wasn't hopping off. Um, I know in my own life there so, has... So you're saying Paul wasn't waiting for a more opportune time to then... Uh, revert from the Lord's will back onto his own self-will? Yes. Okay. Mm. And how I, the Lord <clears throat> remind me of how in various times in my life I was saying, okay, I'm going to do this because that's the best right now, but as soon as this becomes available, I'm going to jump off from doing that into doing this. And then, Lord, this is going to be just perfect and it's going to be just right. And we can see that it's not the mindset Paul went into this with. He wasn't going in there just to keep the Jews at bay using it like a force field for himself. But mm. as soon as they were pushed away from him or could no longer touch him, he instantly went about doing his own will. But he kept 
going with the Lord's will all the time because that's what he desired. He understood the effects that were coming with doing the Lord's will, but that's not why he did it. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. There's no weaving in and out of my will, God's will, my will, God's will. That's a, a fence straddler. That's someone who has not made their decision and their determination for God. And that person is double-minded and shouldn't expect to have good success in the things of God. Well, but it's also, right, what did the Lord say about John the Baptist? What what did you expect to find? And he said almost mockingly, a reed shaking in the wind? In other words, no. He's, he was like an oak. He's steadfast in his decision. But someone that is double-minded is exactly that, a reed shaking, just blowing and moving however the wind is moving, mm-hmm. whichever whichever direction it appears to be going or the crowd is going, right? Let's put mm-hmm. it a different way. That's the direction they're headed. No, we're to be steadfast in the Lord. And immovable. And exactly. Amen. So a lot in there. Mm-hmm. Let's pause there for today. Uh, a lot that we can examine within ourselves. So with that, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Charles. Lord, we just thank you, first of all, for giving us the mind of Christ, Lord, which is steadfast, Lord, and it does not move or shake or is not shaken by the things that are around us, Lord. Mm-hmm. And we just thank you that we have that at all times, Lord, that our memory is blessed, Lord, and that your words and our hearts are blessed as well, Lord. Mm-hmm. And Lord, we just thank you that we can do the will of God, Lord, and that is complete and lacking nothing, Lord, and that you only seek to see our betterment, Lord, that you don't seek to destroy us maliciously, but you see the end, Lord, and you know that it's good for us. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. We love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org, click on Connect in the menu bar, and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.